0: Hey, friends, thanks so much for tuning into the Inner Revolution podcast. Are you ready to be changed? Well, let's go. Hey, friends, thanks for being with me here on another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Hey, I've been waiting to do this particular episode for probably a few months, actually, but uh, just the recent weeks. And really in the last four or five days, I've just, it's been burning in my heart to share this thought with you because of what I see and what I hear just being uh, accepted as a normal practice. And um, so I wanna talk today about how we process information, how we come to the right conclusions, how we judge uh, or discern maybe is a better word information for what is true and what is not true, because uh, I see this everywhere. I can certainly expect this from an unbeliever that they would be uh, tossed to and fro by the uh, the narrative of our day, but un- unfortunately, I see this more with believers that get caught up with an emotional tangent, and they uh, have no fact or cr- Critical thinking and they speak like the world does. And to be honest with you, uh, I just can't hold back anymore. I am just, uh, I'm just like so grieved in my spirit that believers sound like the world. So, what do I mean by this? Well, obviously, uh, as believers, and that's who I'm talking to today, we really must have a Uh, a grip on our emotions. In Proverbs chapter 14, we see that he that can control his own spirit is like him that can, is better than him that can take a city. And so many of us, and I include myself in this at the forefront, of course, is that our mouth, our lips, uh, just start wagging and just start, uh, just start gumming it up, uh, because we get emotionally, uh, we get emotionally charged up, and instead of slowing down in prayer, the uh, the issues or the pain or the troubles or the offense uh, takes over, and we start to uh, we start to rage. We start to imagine a vain thing in Psalm chapter two. And what do I mean by that? I I think in my last episode, we talked about the difference between being offended and hurt. And you're welcome to check that out. We do that in a recent leadership class. But another element is when we don't come to the right conclusions, we assume, we take bits and pieces of things, and we just somehow come to the conclusion that that's fact without evidence. And then we presume, we act upon that. And then we're out there Justifying ourselves uh, without a solid premise. So what's wrong with that? Well, we can imagine a vain thing, or we can start to project a reality that's not even there. For instance, maybe in relationships, you're uh, you're you're not feeling your best, and all of a sudden you start to look at the other person and their countenance and or and their reaction or lack of reaction. Uh, their lack of 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 doing what you want them to do or what you think or I think they should do. And then all of a sudden we project on them that they're angry with us or we project on them that they don't like us. So we project on them that somehow there's something going on that's that is behind the scenes and somehow against us. And this imagining a vain thing happens a lot. And we have to really ask ourselves this question, like, am I processing information with God? And that takes time and prayer and uh, not entering an insecure realm of defending ourselves, justifying ourselves, or somehow uh, propping ourselves up to look good. So before we uh, assume, and that means to come to a quick conclusion without all the facts, we have to understand we don't we may not have all the facts so we really must take our time be slow to speak quick to hear and lay the information before God before we act on it before we start talking about it because the gossip and slander of our day is is choking Christians and many people wonder why they have so much problems in their lives is because their tongue is out of control my tongue my thoughts my my conclusions are based on my emotions, based on my what I can see and understand. But in 11.3 of Isaiah, Jesus did not come to any conclusions by what he saw or what he heard. But instead, he was before his father, and he uh, listened to his father. And oftentimes, he did not open his mouth. Now, There certainly is a time to open your mouth, and uh, there's a time to protect the innocent. There's a time to educate the ignorant, which I feel like we're in that age. Uh, When we see Nineveh uh, in in the book of Jonah, they did not know their right hand from their left. I feel like that's our country right now. People are just uh, out of their minds. So our words have to be clear, loving, but... Precise And with this informational war and this censorship that's creeping in, uh, as Christians, we must be very alert and understanding. So in Romans chapter two, verse one, we have to we cannot judge another servant, another master's servant. If we do that, then their sin comes off of them onto us. Now, recently in the news, an, another uh, another pastor has uh, or ministry leader has has been taken out of his position and I'm grieved to see just like with Ravi Zacharias how quickly the Christian community just takes the bits and pieces of something they have no idea about and they start to whip and to hack that man of God and somehow we become little judges little righteous judges well I'm nervous and uh, careful about doing that because in Romans two one the sin uh, comes off the individual and on onto me and God begins to resist the proud and and the humility uh, is out the window. So we have to be very careful. Just because media and people tell us their point of view, their narrative. We have to really be before the Lord and, and we have to ask ourselves in Romans 14 4, that person will stand or fall before God and stand. he will. So someone might say, well, we want to protect people from what they did. We want to protect the innocent. And yes, we do. But we must do it in a way where we don't shame the individual. God does not shame the individual. Uh, even when David uh Killed Goliath in Second Samuel one twenty. He did not publish it in Gath. He did not uh, love. Does not rejoice in iniquity. It does not smear it in his face. We don't take the dog. Well, in some cases, are training our dog not to uh, not to go to the bathroom in certain places. There are different viewpoints of how to train him, but we don't put the face of the dog in in the poop to and smear it all over him. We we're same thing with an individual. We are. Prayerful, we are instructive, we are love believes the best, but it also communicates to protect the innocent. Now, we can communicate and protect the innocent without shaming the individual. I mean, think about the discretion of Noah and his sons. I mean, he, they walked in backwards with their father's drunkenness. Now, if most Christians, if we as Christians did that with other Christians, that would be amazing we don't kick people when they're down we don't make a make some sort of example of people jesus never did that father forgive them they know not what they do he said that on the cross and i think most christians don't believe this and i'm i'm provoked with you today and and i'm challenging us to watch our tongues especially in front of unbelievers because if we're if we're kicking our own people shaming our own people, then what happens when we're down? What happens when we're weak? What happens when we're bleeding on the street and all the religious people walk by? But listen, the Samaritan stops and he takes care of the the wounded. This is how we must think. Otherwise, we can uh, have a lot of resistance in our life that is generated because of slander and gossip. Gossip is, even if it's true, we're speaking evil about another brother and slander is it's written. It's a written accusation. So there's a way to communicate. First of all, number one, to the right people. That's, that's very important. Who am I talking to? Am I talking to the right people? Am I talking upwards to people that can do something about it? Or am I just wagging my tongue to, to blow off some steam? Be very, very careful here. Cause uh, we can invite demons uh, to harass and cause lots of chaos in our life by doing it the wrong way. Well, Ecclesiastes 10.20, Be careful not to curse the king in your heart or in your thoughts. Uh, or verbally, 10.20, it says that it'll, the birds of the air will take it and communicate it, and it will cause so much trouble it will defile many. First Corinthians 4.5, we see we see the same principle. How do we speak? We must have uh, we must uh, in Ephesians we see this. Do not let any corrupt communication come out of our mouths. Only that which is to the use of edifying. Again, don't let any any words that damage love come out of your mind. Now, again, if the person is proven guilty, proven to be the offender, then still we are uh, not shaming them but we are certainly educating people but we can do that without crucifying people again and again now this is really important Matthew chapter 18 15 through 18 these are verses I believe many believers know but don't live in if there's a misunderstanding if there's a assumption we have to go to each other alone and talk to each other in humility in Galatians 6, one. We have to put our aside our pride and say, listen, I may be wrong. I'm going to come in low here. Please help me understand. Now, if that person's in blatant sin and you win him as a brother, then uh, there's repentance and there's uh, restoration. But if there's pride and denial, then eighteen, fifteen through eighteen shows us the way how to handle our brother with dignity, with dignity. because in this last day, The unbeliever is watching how other believers handle each other. And I got to say, in a lot of cases, reconciliation and restoration, and these things are uh, not being actively uh, known. But instead, we see a lot of assumption, presumption, mudslinging. We see a lot of people saying a lot of things that they have no clue what they're talking about. That's why our words on earth should be few. Because the, he listens to us in heaven, and he knows God knows the truth, and, and God knows He's the He's the truth, truth bearer. We are all liars. We're all liars. So today, be slow to speak. Uh, help other believers uh, put a bridle on their mouth and say, "Hey, listen. Is this how Christ would handle a person? Look how Christ handled the offender. Look how Christ handled." Uh, certainly, he rebuked the Pharisees. But notice they were Pharisees. But the believer, uh, we can help bridle and channel each other to speak the truth in love, to stick with the facts. Let's let's start there before we start to uh, judge and and go off into our own tangents. And by the way, this is a good point. What's the difference between judging and discerning? Judging is emotional ass- assumptions. Emotional assumptions. I'm moving off of what has riled me up. Where discerning is truth. It's facts, It's evidence. Stick with the truth. Stick with the evidence. Stick with the facts. Let's say you don't have all the facts, then don't open your mouth. Let's not open our mouth until we can educate uh, edu- have an educated uh, critical thinking con- conclusion that is based on the character nature of God. Uh, because otherwise we're self-righteous Pharisees. And this can cause a lot of trouble in our lives, cause a lot of trouble in our lives. So uh, do our due diligence here, not to be little investigators, but at least talk about things that you know what you're talking about. You know, our hearts are really uh, grieved over what's happening in the Ukraine. And, and, and why I bring this up is because the censorship in Russia, the censorship even in our own media is a prelude to what we are going to see in our own lives as we near the rapture. This is very important to know what you're talking about and don't talk about something you don't know what you're talking about. And by all means, let's be kind to one another when there's different opinions, but let's not um, let's not accuse one another and have this idea that we're we're the only right person. No. Uh, God knows the absolute truth. So informational war, censorship, let's be wise, let's be wise, let's be wise. Uh, wise as serpents, harmless as doves, or innocent as a dove. Because what happens is we can separate friends, we can hurt one another, uh, and I mean that, we can hurt one another, we can say words based on emotion rather than, rather than fact, and we can actually hurt each other. Uh, We can separate friends, actually, but if there's prayer, there's due diligence, there is facts that we're focused on, and we lay them before the Lord. Again, we're laying this all before the Lord before we open our mouth, because James chapter three, when we start talking, it can start a forest fire. It's an uncontrollable instrument in our body that no one can tame unless it is governed by the word of God. So, and then thirdly, let's talk to the right people. Let's talk up. Let's talk to people that can do anything about, that can do something about it. Listen, life is so, there's so much negativity in our world that we don't want to imagine a vain thing. We don't want to be assuming and presuming. We certainly don't want to be mudslinging. We want to be uh, wise and we want to be careful, but we don't want to be intimidated. And that's important too. Those that have intimacy with God are not intimidated by man. So we can agree to disagree, but also we speak the truth in love. And that simply means that we're communicating how God sees the matter, not how I see the matter, how God sees that person, not how I see that person. How do by the way, how do we know that person that did wrong has not already yet repented? How do we know that? God could have forgiven them for what they have done. Now you might say the consequence of what they did is destructive. Absolutely, it is. Okay, we educate people. We we make a uh, we share with them the the point of scripture. Confess your faults one to another. In this sense, where we don't throw the person under the bus, like Ravi Zacharias got thrown under the bus, and I I bring up his name on purpose because his own wife, if if. Uh, If people listened to what his wife said, uh, that, you know, I think there would be tremendous balance to what the Christian world did. I mean, to accuse and to assassinate his character after he was dead was despicable. And I say it straight up. Even if even if he was wrong in what he did, the way the Christian community handled it was despicable. And, uh, and I'm just going to keep it right there, right now. So, yes, we address the consequence of sin because the consequence of sin is death. It's death. So we keep the main thing Christ-centered. We keep the main thing but Bible-centered. We keep the main thing, uh, the the mind of Christ. We, we don't drag our wounded through the mud. We don't drag our wounded... Uh, and shame them naked through the streets. uh, Like so many people talk today, and they're the wounded are naked in the streets being dragged around. We can't do that. I'm angry about it. We can't do it. Uh, Nor that does not mean we deny it. That does not mean we put it under the rug. That's not what I'm talking about. It means we handle it with dignity. We handle it in truth. We handle it uh, with the right objective facts. So Let's do our due diligence. Let's stick to the facts. Let's talk to the right people. Let's live our life before God. Stop assuming. Let's stop taking half truths and building a building a a case out of it. Let's let's uh, let's stay biblically centered. Because guess what? One day it'll be you and I on trial, and how how are we going to be treated? By the way, by the way, if someone is speaking evil about, they're telling you about another person. They're speaking evil about you about another person. Guess what? It's just a matter of time. They're going to be speaking to to another person evil about you. So let's be careful, kind, and let's be uh, understanding to what the will of God is. So uh, let's not publish it in Gath. Let's, uh, I mean, when Jesus, uh, when David's son died, Absalom, I mean, this man was crusaded against his dad. He conspired against his dad. Even Saul, what did he say? Oh, the mighty have fallen. David knew that his confession would either arm the devil or disarm the devil. He understood, he understood that even though he was wronged, even though he was despitefully used, he was careful because he knew demons were listening, he knew angels were listening, and he was not going to have an undue resistance. Uh, where the sin would come off his son or Saul for that matter and come on to him, and he'd be fighting demons of the air in Mark chapter 9. So let's say something happens to you. Maybe you're wrongfully accused. Maybe there's evidence against you. Maybe there's cons- conspiratorial evil against you. <clears throat> Just know the battle is the Lord's. Uh, you know, you can communicate and clarify, and you can certainly. Uh, make sure things are uh, understood in the right context. By the way, context is so important. Context, 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 content. Like what is the context of the words being spoken? What is the context of the action being done? What is the context of these things? And a lot of people misunderstand the heart behind things because they're in their own narrative. They're in their own context. I mean, Look at the seven dispensations of the Bible. Jesus acting to certain people for certain reasons, for certain purposes. It's the same principle. Before we just assume we know everything. I love this in 1 John. If your heart condemns us, God is greater than your heart. Why? Because he knows all things. So before we start condemning ourselves or or throwing ourselves under the bus, we have to understand, okay, God, you know everything. And therefore, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to be right with you. I'm not going to imagine a vain thing, and I'm going to walk with you in humility. <clears throat> so, just encourage us today. Hope you're having a great day already. But let's watch our tongue today, and let's not hurt other believers. Offended, being offended is a choice. Being offended is is up to the individual, but being hurt happens uh, involuntarily. So, let's not hurt people with our words today. Let's be careful to not jump on the bandwagon and let's discern things let's seek the spirit let's seek the truth let's bring the information we have uh, in line with truth and then if we don't have anything good to say if we can't if we're not sure what we're talking about then we we can be silent we can just be silent and um now there i want to balance that as i close because Evil prevails when godly people do nothing. So make sure what you do, have an allegiance to the Bible, an allegiance to the work of God. But don't be silent when evil persists. We must speak the truth in love with clarity, conviction, and understanding. And uh, just make sure that your cause is the cause of Christ and not the cause of yourself or the cause of something that is emotional. So I hope you enjoyed this cast today. Stirred up about it. And let's speak the truth in love. Let's have a silver tongue today. Let's turn many to righteousness as we lift up Christ. Let's have the language of grace today. Let's have the language of truth. Let's have a language that of love. Love thinks no evil. It does not rejoice in iniquity. It does not is not easily provoked. It is not something that is uh, rejoicing in other people's wrongs. No, no. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and it never fails because the love we have is the love of the Father. It's the love of God. Amen. Thanks, friends, for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and subscribe so that you don't miss an episode.